Yeah. Uh, do you want to just? Well, I just hit recording in progress. What's up, everybody? Recording. Uh, not much. How are you, Danny Palmer? That's my name. What's your name? (laughs) Tommy Palmer. Tommy Palmer. Danny McCaffrey. Back at you. Um, what's what's new? What do you what have you been up to? You were out of town. Um, I'm going out of town. I'm going down to Tampa on Wednesday to open up for uh, Julio Gallardi. Five shows. It's gonna be sick, dude. Really? Wow, that's awesome. I know, right? And I grew up down there, so it's like it's like my whole life gone full come full circle. Where are you? Uh is it just you and him or someone else? Zach McGovern and Sky Grayson are also opening for Julio. And we're doing five shows at Side Splitters. There's one in Wesley Chapel, which is basically Tampa. And then on Saturday night they have a, a branch or a show in St. Pete that we're doing. So it's four oh. shows in Tampa, one show in St. Pete. What what is it like a club or something? Yeah, it's a comedy club. What's it called? Side splitters. Sorry. Oh, side side splitters. Yeah, side yeah. splitters. Have you have you performed at side splitters? No, I've never. No, I've never been there. Um, have, you, have you been to Tampa? Um, is it how far away is that from Miami? No, I have. But I've never been to Tampa. I've been near there. Okay, it's probably like it Fort Lauderdale. Um, in like uh, April or May, I was in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, that's right. And you and I have been to fucking Miami and Key West. Oh yeah, yeah. With uh, yeah, that's right. Like uh, like four or five years ago. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That it was that long ago. Kind of. What? Um, that was fun. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, with Zach. <laughs> yeah, I rented that that <laughs> good old Zach. <laughs> that story. Yeah, I remember that where he like because I I didn't really know Zach at that point. I I I'd met him, but I didn't really know him. And I just that was like the trip that I was like, um, saw him for who he was a little bit. <laughs> Never a I, good thing, dude. No, like I mean, um, yeah, like I didn't know he was just this like animal. He's a maniac. Wait, hang on. A I'm gonna turn my fan off. I'll just talk in the meantime. If you're going to be in Tampa this weekend, come on out. Check me or Julio's Instagram for uh, tickets. Oh, there we go. I, I entertained the crowd while you were doing that. Okay, good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was because he, he just banged everyone, right? <laughs> yeah. One time, Zach like hooked up with a girl like in the early afternoon, and Tom was still sleeping. We we came no, back. No, no, I wasn't the- sleeping. I um, I went oh. to go eat lunch. Like uh, I yeah. went to go eat somewhere. Like it was just during the day, and then I came back, and like I was like, "Oh, where's Zach?" And you were like, "Oh, he's banging some this chick that he met." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? Like, what he he met someone and was already sleeping with him since I've been gone for lunch." <laughs> but you Correct. know what I mean? Like he, it wasn't like like I hadn't been gone that long, and he had already met someone and just was immediately. I don't know. Like that's pretty amazing. Just meet someone in the day and then you know bang them that in during the day still you know what i mean he's just constantly it's one thing like meet a chick and be like oh hey what's your number and then like you text her and then you meet her out and hook up with her but yeah like a few days later or something you have like a date like oh we made out and then we'll see what happens right right not just like hey how's it going you want to go bang yeah all right like what (laughs) that's pretty good (laughs) um so that should be an interesting trip for you I know. There's a good picture of me and you on uh, me and you and Zach driving from Miami to Key West in that convertible. Yeah, I remember that. Did you put in that on? Keys. Yeah, like on Instagram. I remember that picture. Yeah, yeah I like cool. that picture. That was a funny trip because you were like, 
you kept um like we were driving to key west <laughs> like you kept being like um hey like you would see a sign for something you're like hey they have like um like key lime smoothies oh let me let's stop and get that like anytime you saw a sign you just like yeah let's stop and do that i was like dude we can't just stop every fucking time you see something you know what i mean i want a key lime smoothie like we're never gonna get there like we stopped like three times and then like we got in the car like hey i saw the thing of that let's get that i'm like i don't you just we're never gonna get to key west hey this is not a yeah um it was, a, it was a bit of a hike, too. It's like three, four hours, maybe, from Miami to Key West. I drove the whole fucking time, too. I think it's Lazy like four hours. Shit. I, I didn't drive. Not on the way down. I think on the way back, uh, I split up a little maybe bit. I, I drove all the way not, down. It's not a short drive. Yeah. Um, it's not that fun. I mean, it's kind of fun. It's cool to, like, see the keys, but a lot of it's just, like, you're just driving over land. Yeah. I mean, did you, like, did you actually like Key West itself? Yeah. I thought it was really fun. I, I mean, the beaches aren't as nice in Key West as they are in Miami, like not even close, but the whole like vibe and energy. It's like a fun party town. There's lizards. Yeah, it's kind of like a party town. Um, the beaches yeah. are not good. Yeah, it's not known for its beaches. The beaches are shitty, actually. Yeah. We went um, on a, I don't know, if, I don't think you did this. We, me and Zach went on a day uh, scuba trip and then a storm approached and like, like hit us really hard and we were on this like really low slung kind of catamaran type boat and i thought that we were gonna like maybe drown maybe sink and die on this really? like, yeah they were like hey there's a storm coming we think we can avoid it but if you want your money back you're welcome to get your money back and like 80 percent of us were like fuck this let's go and then we're like oh no this is the last decision we ever i made. remember i'm glad yeah because i remember you guys were trying to get me to go to that and i like kind of had to like <laughs> it was hard to get out of you why didn't you want to like, go um well it sounded like well didn't you guys just say you almost died i mean um yeah. it just didn't sound didn't that funny because you guys were like gonna go and like just get wasted all day and i was like i don't <laughs> want to just drink all day um right so i think that was i just kind of wanted to chill out at the beach so and yeah then you guys went and then um i don't know banged some chicks or i mean it was just another one of those things it was a little overwhelming at times they actually the didn't let chicks. you drink <laughs> yeah Sorry, they actually didn't let you drink until the scuba was done. Did you guys? It wasn't scuba, it was snorkeling. Oh, sorry, right? snorkeling. Until the snorkeling I was going to say done. scuba diving. I couldn't, like, yeah, I would hope they wouldn't let you drink before you went scuba diving. Yeah, um, I'm sure people do. Probably, but have, have you ever gone scuba diving? Yeah, I'm certified. I've, I've, I've been in like 30 dives. I really? got certified in high school. Yeah. How is it? In Tampa. It's amazing. It's incredible. It um it always like scared me. I was gonna actually do Same. it once in Key West. Like I was, I'm not certified, but I I was gonna do this thing where they like train you or they teach you how to do it for like an hour, hour and a half, and then you do it. And I went to do it, and I was really scared to do it. And they had me fill out something, and I have asthma, or I I don't really have it that much anymore, but I used to have asthma. And they were like, "You have asthma?" They're like, "You can't do it." And I was kind of like relieved because, um. I feel yeah. like I don't know. I, I just it's it freaks me. I'm sure I'd be fine now. I probably would be better at it, but I just get, get worried like that I would kind of freak out down there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have Have you ever gotten close to that? Like where you were like nervous? Yeah, definitely nervous. I mean, when you're down, I mean, if I had asthma, I probably wouldn't have done it in the first place. I totally understand that. I mean, but you know, when you're out in the Atlantic or the Gulf, you go down like 60 feet is t- is typical. So when you're down 60 feet and then you look up at the surface, like you can see the surface, but it's, it's up there. I mean, you're, 
You're deep yeah. underwater in the ocean. And if some shark came and attacked you, you would have little little way to defend yourself. What um but no shark has ever attacked a human and t- no no shark has ever hunted a human, I learned recently. Has ever hunted a human? Yeah, they don't they don't hunt humans. They're looking for bait fish. Sometimes they, just they kind like, of like if they you. come across them, they're like, all right. Yeah. They might be like, is this food? And take a nibble, but they're not like seeking you out in the water. They said this bi- biologist said no shark has ever done that. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast Audio Branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Yeah. Well, that's that's a um, comforting thought as a yeah. shark's biting you. Yeah. And that, they also <laughs> like, said, oh, at least he wasn't hunting me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of happened. He just kind of, this was his lucky day. He wasn't being rude. <laughs> um, well, like the fact that they're hunting you, fine, but like they still eat, like, eat people and stuff. Right. Right. They also said in this article that if you've been in the ocean, you have swum with, swam with sharks. You just, don't know it. Every person that has swam in the ocean has swam with sharks. Oh, really? That's how it works. Yeah. You just didn't see them. Is that it's what it was? Sam. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Cause yeah, I don't think I would have reacted well to that. <laughs> um, it's more comforting when you're scuba diving, ironically or paradoxically, because you can see you have a ma- goggles and you can look around when you're just like, you know, flailing about in shoulder depth water. You don't know what the fuck's going on under there. Yeah. Nice what do they do? See. Do they tell you what do they tell you to do if you see a shark? Are they just like is there do they have advice like for scuba they must have they must tell scuba divers something. Like I'm trying to think. They probably did. I mean, they I think that they look down. You can usually like kind of see what's going on down there. That's a good question. I don't know. I, I think that they didn't really give us any advice, honestly. They would just I guess they're like, know. well, it's just it's over. Just start you know, <laughs> make <laughs> arrangements, over. start accepting death. <laughs> it was always a little bit frightening when we would go out on these trips because there would be spear fishers that would scuba dive too. So we would always have to go down uh, away from them. So like, okay, we're going to let these spear fishing guys go over there. And I'm like, are we sure that they're far enough away and we're not going to get spear gunned accidentally? It's like going out hunting when you're not hunting. You know, you're like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we couldn't even see them, but it was a little weird. Yeah, like, like I feel like I, you know, younger I might have been into it. I don't know about. It. I feel actually now I'd probably be better at. Do, I'd be less afraid of scuba diving just because I feel like I'm better at you know handling anxiety in situations now. Um, that's good, but that's why it's so funny to me. Like you know, stand-up comedy, people are like, oh my God, that's like the scariest thing in the world. Like there, I feel like there's so many things scarier to me than stand-up comedy. Just like, yeah, like everything else. Like, I don't think stand-up, I mean, stand-up is scary, but when people are like, oh my God, that's the scariest thing in the world. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. There's worse things. Yeah. I think there's a lot. There's like being like, um, in the army, I think being in the army would be a million times scarier than 
than stand up, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, people but, die, Marines die in like training missions. But it's like scarier in different ways, I guess, you know? Um, you're not being up. hunted when you're performing stand up. Yeah. Well, it depends on uh, how the, the show the night before goes. I've been hunted. I'm usually getting hunted by chicks. Yeah, man. I bet you are. <laughs> you can't even go to lunch in Key West without them chasing you down. Yeah, I know. So um what what else has been have you been so have you been watching anything? I'm I'm yeah. I'm always looking for what what what's good. It recommends it because I don't have time to to find things anymore. You have you seen Game of Thrones? The the show Game yeah. of Thrones? Yeah, I don't know. Um yeah, I watched it during the pandemic. Oh yeah, that's. I thought I thought maybe you were talking about the new. There's a new one coming out, right? Uh, the Northmen or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's like um, a prequel with about the chick, the the dragon chick. Uh Daenerys. Daenerys. It's about Daenerys her. Targaryen. Yeah, it's about. It's like a prequel about her or something. Um, it's cool. But I, watched, I don't know what. Sorry, I watched um, the French connection not the french connection the fr- the new the paul thomas anderson movie with woody uh woody danny bill murray and uh owen wilson and um you mean wes and wes anderson wes anderson sorry yeah i always fuck the that french up. dispatch the french dispatch did you watch that yeah i saw it in the theater i thought it was i, I thought it was okay I thought it was pretty shitty. I thought it was just like, oh, look at me. I'm so clever. I put together 600 set pieces and 400 plot lines and strung isn't them all that together. Kind of, it's like, dude, what? It was stupid isn't that music. kind of his thing, though? I feel like that's what he's evolved. He's kind of devolved into that. Like, yeah, devolved, I would argue. Pretentious yeah. movies where you're like, all right, I guess this is good. I don't, but they're, they're not really, they, they like his movies look amazing, but they're very light on plot. And, I feel like it was kind of confusing, right? It was insanely confusing, dude. I mean, there was were fucking th- 600 scenes and all the was scenes it, had their own language and Yeah, and they all, like, they all look the the um the aesthetic and look of it just takes over takes precedence over anything else. Like he does these kind of weird Do you I think we've talked about him before. Do you like him or not his movies? I like like Royal Tenenbaums and didn't he do Bottle Rocket? Like Yeah. I and uh the Bill Murray the Rushmore, Ed Norton, Rushmore, yeah, Rushmore, and the what's the Ed Norton one where he's the counselor, the Boy Scout counselor, um, Moonrise Kingdom, Moonrise Kingdom. I thought all those were great, but this, I was like, I'm a, I'm a, pass, I am, um, you know, I kind of, st- you know, so Bottle Rocket, that was the first one. That one's and funny as fuck. Re- you, do you really like Bottle Rocket? Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, I can't really remember, but yeah, I like it. Um. I don't know. I'm not. It's 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 like an interesting movie to me. I um when it first came out, it it got a lot of attention, and um, I you know it's like a comedy, and I I don't I didn't love it. I think it's just not what I I don't think it's that funny. And um, he he you can when you watch it, it's interesting because he hasn't become he hasn't like found his voice yet, his pretentious voice yet. So like it's kind of the most normal movie that they have. Yeah, he's still kind of figuring it out, and then later on, it got he he knew what he I don't know he kind of got in touch with what he what he was as a filmmaker. Um, I really liked Rushmore when I first saw it. Like, and, I still like it. I I rewatch it. It's just like I I can't put my finger. On it. There's something about them that they it just they. I feel like they're there's like 
talking down to me or something. They're kind of like, like, um, it's like an inside joke or something that I'm not, that I'm not understanding or so, you know what I mean? You know, well, like you'll be yeah. around people and they're just like, oh, you don't get it. It's kind of like, yeah, all right. I guess I don't, I guess you're so you're really smart, but your movie isn't that great either. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't know. Like Royal Tannenbaum's I think was when he sort of like, he, he feels sort of emperor's new clothes ish to me. Like, I feel like no one ad- wants to admit they don't like his movies. Cause it's like, it makes you look dumb. You know what right. I mean? Like, but I, I don't know. Like I said, maybe I just am not. They might just be too challenging for me. I think what I like in movies is different. I like I just he's so obsessed with how the movie they look like paintings. You know what I mean? And I'm into like movies where like the camera, like like camera work and stuff. That's kind of cool. Like cinematography. He's, he's into like here's like you see me right now on Zoom. That would be like a shot of his for like a whole scene. Like a like almost like a diorama, right? Yeah, you know I mean? it's it's like a book where like each page is is its own painting. Yeah, and, it's and like, that gets for film. It's like, well, then why don't you like just do like a you know photo exhibit instead of? Yeah, I mean it's cool. I it's beautiful. I appreciate it aesthetically. But when you add on all the complex dialogue and like the narration is always this like confusing. It's like this inside baseball on each scene. That and that they throw you in the middle of, and then you're like, "Well, I sort of understand that." And then the next scene is the same thing, and you sort of understand it, and you sort of don't. And then it's like that times three hundred. I'm mean, that's not fun. That's not a fun two hours of my life. Yeah, it's not. I didn't and, enjoy um, myself. But the the movie that he lost me on was um, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Did you see that? I, I still haven't watched that. That movie, um, and I don't throw this around, you know, easily or just kind of casually, but. Um, it's it's borderline unwatchable it's like really? um i watched like when it came out it kind of got panned a lot of people he, that was the beginning of a lot of critics and people being like kind of um like a backlash against him kind of what i was saying where the sentiment of it's just kind of there's not a lot of substance beyond how it, he's so obsessed with the aesthetic and how it looks there's not much to the plot it's not written very well so I was like, oh, whatever. And I watched it. I watched about an hour of it. It looks like that movie looks amazing. It's like this beautiful movie. The colors and everything are just amazing. But it's so convoluted and um, confusing. And and it's supposed to be funny, but it's like, it's not funny. Like Bottle Rocket does have funny parts to it. But it's just like the um, the uh, mood of it is just not you know what i mean it does it's not like consistent not the mood but what's the um it's not it's not like a consistent movie like sometimes it's trying to be funny sometimes it's trying to be really serious um sometimes it's trying to be weird and it's it's one of those movies like looking at it you're like this must have been really fun to make everyone in the movie looks like they're having a great time but i'm like i'm not there so <laughs> have you ever seen that you know like you can tell in movies you're like wow, they look like they're really having a good time, but like, I, I'm not having a good day. It must have been a great party that I wasn't invited to, but this just sucks on the outside. Yeah, if you're not <laughs> in the cast and crew, it's not much fun. Yeah, like, um, you know, they do that in movies sometimes where at the end they'll have outtakes, like bloopers, and, you know, and the movie won't have been that good, but they're dying laughing. They keep breaking in the, the outtakes, and you're kind of like... 
I'm glad you guys had so much fun making this because this movie sucked at the final product wasn't enjoyable for me. So, but you look like you had a great time. So, yeah. Like those, you, you know what I mean? They do that. So they put bloopers in. It's supposed to be like, Oh, look how wacky this was. Look at the, look what the mood on the set was the aesthetic. This guy's so crazy. All the other people can't even, they break around him. Cause he's so funny. Yeah, and it sucks when it's like a bad movie, you know, where you're like, that was, th- this isn't, you, you can tell they're kind of like trying to push it on you. Like, no, no, it was good. It was good. Look, see, look, they're, they're laughing. They thought it was funny. You're like, okay, I guess I thought it was funny too. Then that, that reminds me, did you watch Dave Chappelle's speech at the Duke Ellington School for the Arts? Yes, I did. I saw it the night it came out. And I, it, it's, I don't know if you, you probably knew, I looked, I hadn't heard anything about it. It, it, They kind of like sneakily, they did it like on the down low. They did. They released it with no prep, you know, no like. Oh, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I really, really liked it a lot. Um, That was amazing. Because it wasn't him trying to do stand. I that's kind of what I I was saying this before that, like it was happening like in increments, but even with like the closer, it became less about comedy and more like spoken. Like he was like saying things that were like important and had a lot of weight to them, which is why I really like him so much. I mean, I always, I mean, I really have liked him more in his second act of his career when he's come back more than I did the Chappelle show era. Like I thought he was fine then, but I really like him. It's funny. The the less he, the more he moves away from doing jokes, the more I like him because he just has such a, um, he, there's like a gravitas to him now, you know, he's been through so much and he's come, he's come out the other end, like a changed person. He seems so like, there's just so much on his mind. You can tell like, he's really um, processed everything that happened to him. And he has a very unique outlook on outlook on things. He's beholden to nobody in showbiz or in any, you know what I mean? Like his public or anything, he can say whatever the fuck he wants and he doesn't care what it, he, he truly is one of those, like, I'm going to say what I want. I don't care what anyone thinks about it. Yeah. Um, I love that. He named the, the school, the center for artistic freedom and expression. Instead of yeah. naming after himself, so those kids didn't feel bad. Oh yeah, so that, so that no kids would possibly feel bad. Right, and that was another really cool part because he talks about how when he when he spoke there after the closer, a lot of the kids who went there like the night like who were in high school were really like lashing out at him about like what he did, like things he said in the closer, and he he was saying in this he he was like I'm, I wasn't. I wasn't mad at them because like the things they were saying, he could tell they weren't, it wasn't really them. It was kind of like they were parroting things that kind of had been taught to them. And um, how he was saying, you know, when you're like, you're a freshman in high school, like you don't really know it. You don't, you're like, you don't have the perspective yet. You know what I mean? It's like a four, you think you do, but you don't. So the fact that he was able to look at that and be like, look, I'm not mad at you because I know you're, these aren't, the thoughts that you really have formed on your own. Um, also, you know, he went to, that was like an art school that, that high school. Yeah. That, and I went to an art school in New York city. I went to like a kind of a similar type of school. It was like, you had to audition to get in and they were very, and I was young and I was kind of interested in performing, but they were very, you know, um, they taught you a lot about theater and performing and, uh, the, um, 
things that you know went into it and the work behind it and about things about art that I probably wouldn't have known or been taught at that age or ever really. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's interesting because he was talking about how at that school they kind of like um supported artistic expression in any way. And so when he did the closer, the, the, I, I realized a lot of the people that are attacking him in the public don't have that kind of any kind of an artistic background or creative background. So they're just kind of like where we live in the culture now of like he talks about that, how there, there's nuance to art. And it's just like, I didn't like that. I didn't like that you said it. You know, you you know, you should be canceled. You're you know, everyone just attacks you now for anything they don't like. Like that's that's what life is now. It's like. I don't, you know, this makes me feel bad. I don't like it. Get rid of it. Like we've all become these like two-year-old kings or something. Like mm. take this away. I don't like it. it. Makes me feel bad. And it's kind of like he, he doesn't say this, but he's basically saying like that's kind of what art's supposed to do. It's supposed to make you uncomfortable and look at things in a different way. It's not art. Isn't there to comfort people? You know? Yeah, it's not there to reassert or re um, reaffirm your existing views. Yeah. And so the fact that he is one of the only people during the cancel, this whole or post cancellation era that people attacked. And instead of being like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, please let me continue in showbiz because of everything he's been through, where he was kind of ousted from showbiz and then came back um, and wasn't beholden to anyone. He's one of the only people who his reaction was like. I'm sorry, you don't like it. I'm not changing what I'm saying. Like, I, you know, I, I you have the right to not like my art, but this is my art and you're not going to dictate what it is. I'm not going to apo- like not the no apologizing for it. It's just, I don't know. I, I, th- I don't even think people realize how huge that is for an artist at this point and in comedy too. Cause you know, everyone's just, you know, when that whole cancel thing was happening, it was just everyone was like, if, if you ever got attacked, it was immediately, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Please, I, 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 I won't say that again. I won't ever say that again. Like, please let me stay. And so it seemed like with him, he was like, I'm not apologizing. This is what my art is. And if you're going to cancel me, then I don't know what I can't really stop you from trying to do that. But it didn't really I feel like his whole career, everyone's been trying to ruin him and he just keeps coming back. Right. Yeah. I mean, what happened with the Chappelle show thing? Why did he leave? Oh, because he didn't. There was like issues with the contract renewal or something or like. No, he he felt the burden of fame. Well, I mean, that's kind of what the narrative and the media was. I, I, what, what, I mean, he kind of never really explained it completely, but he did kind of like, so he like, he was doing, he was doing a sketch and it was about um, like racial stereotypes. And I think he was in like, he was playing like a, a pixie or something like a blackface pixie. I think he was in blackface and he was kind of doing like a black stereotype, but it was supposed to be kind of making fun of stereotypes. And he said when he was doing it, he heard someone on set, like a white crew member laughing in a way that that wasn't the right way to like, it wasn't like he was laughing because it was funny, but he was laughing because he was like racist. Oh, can you believe this? Like, look how stupid he looked, this black guy, and you know, dancing around like a, a black stereotype. He just looks so stupid. So I, clearly something was going on. I think he felt like he was losing the narrative of that show because it became such a phenomenon. I kind of get the feeling that like he 
was doing the comedy they like to do and it was irreverent, but I think it became, it started to get, it's one of those things like, you know, when someone will do something like they'll, they'll do something creative and then the audience for it becomes an audience. You're not comfortable with, you know what I mean? Where you're like, wait, you're the ones who are into me. I don't like, he, I think he felt like the, the, the wrong people were embracing it for the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that sucks. Like, do you remember like the Beastie Boys became big and they and they said when they became big, they were kind of like mocking frat boy culture and drunk idiot dudes like as a joke. And then they went to they before they knew it, they were huge. And everyone in the audience was drunk frat boys. And they were like, wait a minute. Like and they were like, yeah, you guys are like us. And they were like, no, 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 we're making fun of you. Like we hate you. And then they said it was weird because that that was like their fan base which is just like oh are we idiots like are we part of the problem now like it was a joke but now it's not i and i i do think that's a good and i think that's kind of what happened with him i think it was like wait a minute i was making fun of racism to make a point but now like racists are into it yeah right <laughs> no it's i i, I see is, the, uh, the parallel what? i see the parallel and that sucks. It's like you want to create art for one reason, and then it's being interpreted in a different way. It's like, they're, but they're, they don't see it because they just see like their own, what, like superficial lens that has flaws that are harmful and hurtful. Well, yeah. And I think it's like he, he clearly is like a really, um, you know, introspective guy who has a lot, you know, he's like super, he's like a, he's super intelligent, you know, and he's like his creativity, his comedy goes beyond just like your normal type of comedy. Um, so I think when he had an audience that started to become maybe like not the smartest audience, I think there was a little bit of like, there, like exactly what he's saying now, like an audience that was like missing a lot of nuance in what he was saying, you know what I mean? Where people are like, Oh, isn't it funny? Like he goes, Rick James, bitch, you know? And I think he was kind of like, wait a minute, I'm not just this, idiot who yells rick james that's not all my i do is just because i i saw an interview once where he said he would go to shows and everyone would just yell out you know do rick james bitch and he was like well i don't <laughs> like that's that's like a show this is a different thing right you know it's not like this i'm not your dog and pony trick repeating something that yeah yeah you become kind of a parody of yourself or at least in, in their eyes you do yeah, and it must be scary because you kind of lose control of it because you can't really control who is, you know, consuming what you're doing and who is liking it. And so you can't. So, like, that would be scary if you, you know, if I was, if you just, first of all, it happened so fast, right? That show became like, it was just huge. Like, I mean, he talks about it in that, right? He says, like, the first season was like was did well and then the second one was just like this juggernaut um and you know that must be kind of terrifying i think to become that huge that fast you know because um he was like a phenomenon and um just from the outside it kind of looks like what happened was like i i don't know how easy that you probably stop being able to, it, it it probably becomes hard to see who you can trust you know because you know, you know, you must be get kind of paranoid because you and he was young. He was like 29, 30 to become like the biggest, but you know, celebrity on the planet at the time. I can't imagine that kind of like what that would feel like, you know. 
Yeah, but it's it's a cool story. So then he, you know, he he left because he didn't like the direction it was going. And um and he talks about in that thing that they um showbiz like blackballed him, you know, like I think he couldn't get a job and shit. And what's cool about him is that he didn't just he wasn't like, well, fuck you. He kind of and he talks about it, he just went back to doing stand-up, which is the only thing he had control of. And he was such a amazing stand-up. It, but it's amazing to watch how what happened from when he left Chappelle's show to when he came back. It's like his stand-up ability just like quadruple. You know what I mean? He became this like even better, which doesn't really happen. You know, most stand-ups don't get like exponentially better later in their life. You know what I mean? And yeah. he was like already amazing from like when he was like 20 years old. So if he hadn't left and gone to Africa and walked from the show he would not be the comic that he is today putting out all these great specials. I mean, I'm sure he'd still be great, but it would be a different kind of great. Yeah, that's, yeah. He, he would not have been, yeah, he wouldn't be what he is now. It wouldn't be this great. This this version of great is what I mean to say. Yeah. Yeah, and he seems like someone who seems incapable of being inauthentic. You know what I mean? I think he's someone that just can't, no, he, he wouldn't even be able to like phone it in or be phony. He's so like, I, I he's the... He's he's one of those dudes you watch do stand up and you're like, what is he's not doing anything? How like I can do that? He's just standing. But you're but that's you know what I mean? Like when you watch an athlete and you're like like Michael Jordan, you're like, he's not doing anything. I, I can do that, but that's the trick of it is like he he looks like he's just standing there talking to no one, just to one person, but he's talking to like an arena. I, I don't know. It's just, it's amazing. You know, he, but it, like, it, it's weird watching because it tricks me into thinking that like, I can be better than I can. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I could be like that. <laughs> well, you're, you're great in a different way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's you basically be great the way you're great and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I do think that he it's, it's kind of he kind of boiled it down in that in a great way where he was saying that when the, all that shit went away, it boiled it down to the most basic thing. He was like, I'm just going to do stand up and I'm going to slowly get back to doing what I want to do. And and he said, I think he said something like he had no expectation of it beyond just doing what he wanted to do. And I think that's when you do your people are at their best in any situation, but art, especially like when you're just kind of doing it for no reward or anything, you're just doing it to do it. That's when the real shit comes out. Cause you're not like, I can't say this. Oh, what do they want? You know what I mean? Comedy, especially it's like, well, what, will they think this is funny? Will they think that's funny? Wait, they won't like that. Oh wait, they didn't like that. And it's just like, I, I found when I'm, you probably find it too, but I'm at my funniest when I'm just like, I don't give a shit. Like this, yeah. this is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that Dave Chappelle has a quote on my little quote list about uh, enjoy performing while nobody's watching. Yeah. Like that's you mean you can like, really be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mean it almost like when, when you're like before he had faint, such huge, yeah. he was under such spec, you know, speculation or not speculate, but like a microscope. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that's true. Yeah. Cause everyone's so obsessed with like, I got to get this. I got to get, but it's like, it is true. Yeah. Enjoy it when no one really gives a shit because, you know, you might get what you, what you wish for and then that's gone. And then I think what happens is if you're not ready for that and that's not the kind of comedian you were like, 
you're going to not know what to do with yourself once you get all that attention, because if you're trying to please everyone, you're not, you know, on, if you're on a grand scale, how can you please everyone? You know what I mean? Cause you're, you're not. Yeah. You never could. Nobody ever could. I think it's so funny that people sh- were attacking him as a standup, like the clothes, like people were like, he's like, people were writing things like, he was he was never even funny. He's not funny. And I'm like, come on, fuck you. He's not funny. <laughs> Killing me softly is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I mean, he's like, Killing you know, he's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, so um it's one thing to be like, oh, I didn't like what he said, but to start to go to like, oh, he's not funny, it's like, all right, dude, like that that just that just is not a believable statement. Like you just oh he yeah, he's not good. So who's good if he's if he's not good? Yeah, and the people that say that, it's like, what have you created, motherfucker? What is your output? Let's see it. Well, let's, the less anyone, do, the less anyone uh, does, a person who, the less they do, the more, the louder they get about how everyone else sucks. Um, yeah, because their only voice is that as that of a critic. It's also it also kind of makes gives you some comfort to know that like even Chappelle has people that are like he's not good. Like they, some people could look at him and be like, yeah, he's not good. So it makes me think like when people are like, oh, you suck to me, you know, think I'm not good. It's like, well, all right. Well, if there's people out there that don't like, you know, someone who's great at something, then, you know, I guess it's okay that people hate like, you know, that I bomb, you know? Yeah. You're not my target market. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I, I used to get really, and I still do stand up hard. You know, I don't, I don't want, I want people to like me, even though like, I don't, like pandering to people i still don't want to do badly but i also don't yeah we've talked about this before i like there, there's times where i'll do well in front of crowds and i'm like almost, almost like mad at not mad at them but i'm like eh, whatever like i don't know you reject their uh approval not re- not reject it but like um I don't think it. I don't think I get from it what I used to get from it, and which is good because I think you know a lot of people use it to like build their self esteem. Like, yeah. oh, I did well tonight, or people like me, so all right, I'm a good person. Now I think it's less like that. It doesn't have that effect on me anymore. Like, I'll feel good after a step, but I'm not like, oh my god, I'm so, I don't bask in it. Like, I'm so great. Like, I'll just be like, ah, that was all right. I fucked that up. I fucked that up. That wasn't that great. Well, that mindset probably is what helps you get even better, you know, versus yeah. these arrogant comics that aren't good. That just, oh, well, that crowd, that crowd sucked. No, dude, you sucked. The crowd was fine. Yeah. Do you run into you don't have that? Do you find there's a lot of. Yeah. And I also feel like killing is very um, almost hack. Like, you you know, it's like once you've done comedy while and you've killed, it's like, all right, fine. You can kill. Like, oh, I see you're just, there's yeah. there's more to it than kill. like I don't think like people are always like you know some comedians who are arrogant like I kill all the time and I'm like that's that's how that there's no way that's true and if you yeah. do what are you doing you're not doing anything interesting then like so so everything you say like and it's always people who like I've never seen do well or I don't think are funny and I'm like really everything you ever say is hilarious that's that's not there's no way that's true. <laughs> It's a Dunning-Kruger effect. You're right. I looked that up, and that's a really interesting Dude, thing. It's so broadly applicable, not just stand-up. And it, it actually kind of made me like rethink a lot of things in my life. Where I'm like, oh, hmm, that was the problem. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, yeah, you're right. I never thought about that. To apply that lens to your life on a broader you know, way well, than just stand up. That's interesting. Things Dude, that I thought up. I was great at. We got to wrap this up. But things yeah. I thought I was great at that I'm like, oh, I didn't know better to not. To know. I did had no idea how bad I really was. Dude, that's I never thought of it that way. That's interesting. Yeah. That's a good way to expand the view of it. Fuck. Okay. I'm gonna hate well, myself um, for 19 other reasons. Danny Palmer, NYC. What's your handles? Uh, Tom McCaffrey, 722. And thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys next time. We'll catch you on the flip side, motherfuckers. And uh, all right. I'll talk to you right. soon, man. Later, bro. It was great to right. great to chat. Good to talk to you. Come to Tampa this weekend, dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>